morning. We're about to start the handout from the MS Leikov on page one, where he discusses the very interesting Chakira. Pasik says, Ben Shmana Shana Yeshiel Bamocha. He was eight years old, which is quite young for a king. And Apialocha Pashtus, he is a Katan. So the question is, how does he function as a king, Apialocha? And the Gemara focuses on the fact that he donned, Maran Shabbos, and everything he donned from 8 to 18. He gave back at 18 because he's afraid maybe he paskened wrong. And that presupposes the Psak had Tekif, Psak was Hal, and he was nervous that maybe he was incorrect. As a cut, and how exactly does that work? So, if you take a look, Kamalucha, Averis, Birusha, Mamela. The Rambam clearly says that the Malucha goes Birusha to the oldest son if he's worthy. If he is just a little bit inexperienced, we teach him. If he's lacking Yerushalayim, the Rambam says it goes to the next one. If there's nobody who has Yerushalayim, we have a problem. Here, Baruch Hashem, for the first time in, well, Chizkiel had plenty, but uh, his father had none, and many of the other Malachim didn't. He, Mitz Hashem, will grow into the job, so to speak. He has the inherent uh, Bikush for knowledge in Yerushalayim, and it will serve him well. Even when he didn't know that much at eight years old, he clearly planned on running the Malucha in a just way. <coughs> See that he doesn't at the beginning, for quite a number of years, have much to do with Yirmiyel Anavi, which was a chesarim, but not necessarily his fault. And when he, quote-unquote, wakes up to the realities of where Kleisel is or is not going despite his best efforts, he's going to react in a very positive way. So he's willing to learn. He has an incredible shifa for Ruchnius. Obviously, he's very smart. He's dining at eight years old. The question is, is that chal? So if you yashin something, can a one-month-old yashin something? He's not a gadol. Can he make a Kenyan? Of course. When you yashin something, so it's chal. Comes mamela, comes balkorcha. He's now the king, and it's chal. With all the dinam of melech, Kedisa Baramam Hilchs Malachim Perek Avalachazayin. And he had been cut in Meshamer Lo Hamalucha Adche Yagdil Moshasa Yadol Yayash, as we saw last year. Yayash is also quite young. He had the Gemara Shabbos Nunvavam Beis. Nunvavam Beis, a very famous blot, probably the most famous blot in the entire Mesechta, if not Shas, for anybody learning Navi Bein, because it has all the examples of David and Yeshio and Ruvain and all the great tzaddikim who appeared that they made a mistake, and perhaps there was a mistake, but it wasn't an Avera. Uh, I see you're smiling because I, no. I gave you the mnemonic device for this already, so this one you should remember. Coming up in, and came up in the parsha, and uh, we'll continue to see more about Ruven and Be'eshev and how he does tshuva, where he does tshuva, so if you follow the Gemara Shaila, did they do an Avera? The answer is no. 
Nunvav. You'll never forget. If you never heard that before, you'll never forget it. You apparently heard it and you didn't forget it. So, uh, well, I guess maybe it's new. That's what I, I, I was going to say. Most people say they remember it. It's Daf Nun Aleph. Well, almost. <laughs> you can't, can't solve everything. At least you're, uh, you're in the approximate Daf. So Daf Nun Vav talks about the alleged mistakes Yoshio made. She had done all the... What? Uh, errors are human, even for great tzaddikim. The decision-making process in great tzaddikim is that their mistakes are on a much higher level. A thousand madrigas above their havaminas and their maskanas and their sveikas. And sometimes they control the lack thereof. The shmuz we gave when we were discussing the churban, probably around Tisha both time, about Rav Yechem and Zakai. It's the machlekes and the Gemara Gittin. Is it... Which means that even though they would have made the right decision, Akash Baruch didn't give them this Yashma, took it away in order to bring about the Chorban. And Rabbi Yechem and Zakai said, Tenli Avna Chachamei didn't ask for Or was that not even a mistake and he didn't ask for because he would get nothing? Because if he asked the Emperor for Yishalayim, he would fly into a rage and have him either Chasachal executed or just banished from. Uh, the audience they were having, and he would receive nothing. Tafasta, move a little tafasta. So there's even a Shiloh. It was so close. The Shiloh wasn't a mistake, Lamaisa. And if it was, there the Gadlada didn't have Siat Tishmaya because it was time for the Chorban, and time of the Chorban, we don't have Siat Tishmaya. So that's on our national level in terms of decision making. For the personal, Yeshio was talking about donning the country. Ruvain's uh, nature of his uh, Vera or error was of personal nature. He meant L'shem Shemayim, his Mavavl Yitzuya Aviv, wanted to do it L'shem Shemayim completely for Kibbutzim. And the problem is that he didn't calculate, despite his Rutzen to do the right thing, that you can't do Kibbutzim while affecting your Kibbutzav, which is delicate to say the least. But Maisa was a mistake. It just wasn't what the Pusik sounds like. He was Mazana. That, that it wasn't. And and Kehina, Kehina, David Melech was Bashevish, he wasn't married, didn't look good. The Gemara explains what the mistake was on their level, and it was still a mistake, and David Melech um, suffered for it immensely because on his Madrega it was a mistake, and therefore Midas Adin uh, strikes. Uh, it wasn't any Midas Arachimim, but for a David Melech, uh, a small mistake is still going to have repercussions. So. But for anyone, everyone can make the excuse, I didn't do anything, they're just good mistakes. No, it's, 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 it's still not a bit. No, means doesn't say what the Pusik says. But the, if you read the Pusik quickly, by Ruvain, <laughs> it says Ruvain was even the Gimel Avayus Chamaris. The Gemara says that's Enel Lataya. What was the Avera? The Gemara goes on to explain. The first explain. It's not the Avera that you can't read Navi or Chomish or anything. Even Gemara is just quickly without understanding the shot. That does all. It doesn't mean there wasn't any error. And uh, David Hamelch there was, and uh, Ruven there was, and all the examples of Mark is. Mark explains it wasn't this, rather it was, then the Mepharshim explained what it was. First you have to explain what it wasn't, and the Pusik specifically about Ruven and David sounds like it's in the Gimla Veres of Hamaris, and that it wasn't. The question is, what was it? So that's uh, the Mepharshim uh, discuss what was the mistake, but we're not, we're not whitewashing the fact that it was a mistake, and you can learn from it, and David Melch learned from it, and David Melch was picked as the dogma of Tshuva, and um, over there, Siat Shemaya was withheld, David Roy, Loisa, Maisa, 
to teach people that uh, they could do tshuva, and it was a it was a mistake, and it was very costly. It was a mistake slash avera, and it was very costly. It just wasn't the avera of Eishesish. So you, the, you can do tshuva, you can do tshuva on a hay, not really on an eric, can you? I mean, on an eric. Mm-hmm. An error if you if you could have thought it through more carefully, then it's an avera. Ruvain could have thought it through, and it was the impetuous decision that cost him his bechara kahuna malchus. He got punished for it pretty badly. It just wasn't. The Pusik sounds like, if you took it clear, that it was Eish Azish. And that it was, uh, it was uh, so severe for a young child. You, uh, the, the Kasha begs a, a different explanation. Anyways, the Gemara is helping us with that. But it was still a mistake. And it was, the mistake was an Avera on somebody of his caliber not to make such a mistake. So I'm not saying it was only a mistake. Sometimes in life you try your best and you think about it back and forth, back and forth, you still make a mistake. So then, Taka's not an affair if you tried your best. That's, that's the difference. So the here, Yoshio is thrust into the role of Malucha and he's running a country. You have to don people when you run the country. So he was doing that. Just in its sitkus, 10 years later, when he had money, he said, you know what, I'm going to return every single psak. This is unbelievable. It's a chiddish that he's give away such money, which he wasn't able to do. So it's a chiddush, it looks a little bit like Zilzal Beistin, no? Can you imagine the Maluchas reversing everything they did in the last 10 years? Guys, that's like, uh, is anybody competent? People, the peanut gallery could really start comedy. He didn't care. He wanted to do the right thing and that people understand what he's doing, they're respecting for it. If they don't, uh, they're going to make fun of him. Okay. So, uh, welcome to life. Yes? Is there a concept of stewardship in well, yeah, we see by Yehoyada and Yehosh, he was a, the, a regent was appointed. Well, over there wasn't appointed. He sort of uh, engineered the revolution, rightfully so, got rid of the Rishanta, and took over, understanding that uh, the person on the throne should be the heir to the throne. That's Yehosh, but he's not fit to rule yet. And he had his Rebbe, and did an excellent job under the tutelage of his Rebbe, and this did a great job. We noticed, unfortunately, the very... Stark contrast, and as Rebbe died, it started going south. So I'm sure, I'm sure Yeshio had people to ask, but the very, very strong contrast between Yayesh slash Yehoyada and Yeshio slash blank is that Yeshio didn't have the same role model. We don't even know who they are. Matter of fact, the old cabinet under his father's short two year reign was probably. Nobody to write home about. And the one before that was under Menashe, even though he did tshuva, to the extent he did tshuva, nobody to write home about. And so I don't think anybody was alive from Chizkiyahu's time. That's a problem, and that's going to be the underlying problem of this Malchus, is that Yoshio was a tzaddik esedelam from the greatest of the tzaddike Malchus Beis David. He really started off with his hands tied behind his back with a severe handicap, and that's his godless, is he accomplished an incredible amount. Despite all that, the reason it's going to fall short is because without a strong foundation, it's a little hard to operate. So, I, uh, mentioning that now, glad your question brings that out, is that uh, who, who is he under? Uh, we don't know. There was always a, uh, some supply of good people, if you're willing to find them. But that's why I mentioned, it's pretty clear he didn't have much contact with Yemiyo and Avi. There were people. The, the the royal throne wasn't in contact. The palace wasn't. Uh, there was no hotline, and that's going to be a handicap. We're going to see very soon, the next few weeks, when he reaches out to them. It's going to be like 
a jarring moment to the... F- Pretty clear the first time he reaches out to anybody. He just didn't know, like, point me, point me in the right direction. So he's doing a great job without the ability to really be pointed in the right direction. And he's figuring it out himself, which is incredible, but it's going to have its limitations. Yeah? Was Yosh younger when he came out? Who? Yosh? He was, I think, uh, seven, I think? Oh, yeah. so, so Something like that. But he had Yoyada. There was, a, there was less of a problem over there because Yoyada was making the decisions. So we don't have any Gemara that even if he was a tzaddik like Yoshi Amalek, which he wasn't, that he starts giving back all the things and reversing all the Pesachim because I don't think he made any Yoyada was the charge. Yeah, that's not, that's not the problem. The reason I'm focusing on it now is because there is this dearth of leadership above him and he really seems to be making decisions. That's what, that's what I'm trying to paint the background over here. It's a little murky because it was for him. And there was no great single personality that stands out as his Rebbe. Even though Yermio was alive and others were alive, uh, he starts giving his Nevoah in the 18th year of the reign. That's pretty far in. He was alive. And there were always Tamil Chachamim, but here he's in the palace surrounded by who knows who. And to his credit again, he's sort of building his own edifice in a very positive way, despite those who probably wished he would have gone in a different direction. So that's the backdrop you have to keep in mind over here. Let's continue. When he became 18, Ben Yudches is not the legal age where you could pass it. So, uh, the American says 18 makes sense. So, 18 is when he felt he had a handle on things, and therefore he felt from there on and he was doing it more correctly. Doesn't mean he was right that he did everything before that wrong. But he felt that it's it because he didn't want to take a chance. Pirish Rashi Sham. As he grew older, at the age of 18, he was already learning Gemara and learning a lot more, and he felt that maybe it wasn't so correct. And all the svaras he had in Takfukayin, and uh, who's the Maitzi and who's the Muxuk, and all the other svaras might not have been completely clear, and therefore he wanted to give it back. Shema Tabedina. He didn't know of any case that he was Taya. Shema Taya. Top line. So Bianca says, it sounds like he had the takeif of a dayan and the psak was binding, it's just that he and Sitkus wanted to maybe give it back. So it must be had the authority. It's just he was nervous personally because he didn't want to be over um, any Geneva, even though if he didn't, it wouldn't be Geneva, but it's whatever, unless it's clearly a mistake, whatever the Melech says, whatever Dayan says, goes. What he did is a cotton from the age of 8 to 13, and what he did from 13 to 18, nothing to do with uh, cotton as a godless. He gave it back because he was worried about his mistake. Yes? So that which Fazal say that uh, that a, that a dying that uh, that dons incorrectly is being sorry Hashem to have to uh, 
re-equalize everything. And That's when he should have done more due diligence and he made a clear mistake. So what we're saying that that, that, that standard doesn't hold true for a melech? It does, no, it doesn't hold true. You don't have to come on to that. It happens to be a melech might have more of a samchus to make a, a rasha, but a dayan doesn't have to stay up at night assuming maybe he made a mistake and therefore toss and turn and give back all the money. Not necessary. If he clearly knows he made a mistake, then he does, and he shouldn't be paskening if he doesn't know the din clearly. That latter point is what Yoshia was worried about. He clearly understood what, that he didn't know as much as a person who had a regular education and a person who was born to a tzaddik and the father sent him to Cheder and trained him and learned with him. He didn't have all that. And therefore he was more concerned, and the Gemara applauds the move. Even though the Gemara doesn't say he made a mistake for sure. It says, Shema Ta Bedina. Shema means maybe. That's the difference. A person who is makam she'enish, so you have to run the country. In the case of a dayan, if there's another dayan knows what he's doing, you shouldn't be passing and then worried maybe you made a mistake. And then causing Hashem to have to give it back in a roundabout way. So there's more criticism of somebody you shouldn't be dining in the first place. Over here, there's no criticism of the Gemara that you shouldn't be dining, despite his tender age and his lack of is because Zemashiyesh, he was the only one who was suspected and he was a bigger tzaddik than everybody else, and therefore he did it because he felt somebody's got to do it, which is great. So the, the Dayanan that I mentioned, the that's like, you know, Kibro and all these things, because... Those are unique that, cases, because they realized that they... judging themselves based yeah. on what they, they felt they should have. Yeah. yeah, and he also did that, but that was considered a humor. That was considered a tzitkus because he stepped into the role of Baal and he had no choice. That's the difference. You have to figure out in life always, Malcolm Shainish, is there somebody else to do this who could do it better or not? And if there isn't, then don't have false humility and do the best you can. And if there is, step aside. That's the, that's the difference. Ulam, next paragraph. Efshelitchus. He says, it's not Mokhuch. You could get rid of this raya by saying the following. Interestingly enough, there's a shita brought down in Shulchan Aruch that a person shouldn't don until 18. You're a gadol from the age of 13. Why shouldn't you don until 18? Well, they learn from Yeshio that it's a dangerous proposition because... There's bar mitzvah, and then there's experience, and it takes a while to learn. You have to be more mature. And even that's young. You have to know what you can handle. And one could say that we understand why he did it, because maybe there was nobody else to do it. I say nobody else. There was Yisrael, but he felt... To have the law and order that was needed at that point, uh, the Melech has to be involved. And Rabbi Agar says it's not because Apiyalacha he should have been doing it, it's that he did it because he felt there was a need, but really it was no good officially under 13 and even under 18. That's the other tzad. And with this Chakira, we're discussing two things. One is can you be a Dayan under 13 and maybe even under 18? And can you be a Melech under 13? Chilik would be a melech yash in the job. When you yash, you can yash even when you're one day old. But he mentions the question Does he have a full din of melech? And the cut in yesh din melagamer, aloy, havi, legabi, a married, connect if a person's marba malchus is chai misa. So a marriage, chai misa, does that have a din of marba malchus against a king who is under 13? Maybe he doesn't have a full din of a melech. 
Maybe you could say, look, I know he actioned the position and he's sitting on the throne, but uh, come on, he's, he's eight years old. So you shouldn't start up, but if a person did, does he have a din of a Mariba Malchus? So that's the Shiloh. If you have uh, a Melech, so many of you were asking last week from Salma Melech, who was a nice only 12. 12 year olds a little better. There's a din, one din of Mufut Samach Lish. But there are dinim that apply to 12 year olds already. He makes an edder, makes a shua, he's chayev from that, and it might be chal Remember, Adonio is the last rebellion against Dover Melech. And Dover Melech was sick in bed, was really a rebellion against the pending rule of Shlomo Melech. And after Shlomo became king, due to the tremendous efforts of Bathsheba and others, now Adonio thought he was in big trouble, and it sounds like from the Pesach he was in big trouble. Why was he in big trouble? Because he had dinner with Malchus. Why is it Merba Malchus? Shlomo was only 12. Charetz Araya, that even though he wasn't by Mitzvah, he still had a different Melo. Pachar Adonio, Shehidon Osar Shlomo, Kamerba Malchus, Afsha Shlomo, Oed Lohea Ben Yudgimel. Top line. And the big wild card in this whole discussion is maybe we don't have any raya one way or another because the Darius Yishayinim at eight were G'daylam already. So maybe he had a Din Melech because even though he wasn't 13, he was eight, but the eight-year-olds were as mature physically and emotionally as the 13-year-olds of nowadays. And maybe he had a Din of a Melech and maybe a Din of a Dayan, even though by Dayan we have a Shaila that's a Chal till 18. As the Gemara Sanhedrin says, they were the father children already at eight years old. And therefore he can't bring a raya, which is an interesting fact in the mix here. And the crux of this shayla is what Rabbi Yaakov is about to mention. If you say that, then you're forced to say that the din of godless 13 and 12 for a boy and a girl is not a set age. And that would be a little bit unusual for Allah Hamashi Sinai, if it indeed is Allah Hamashi Sinai, which Abiyak is going to mention. Ella, does there ain't a Pasha clock, Ben Gimel, who shear the godless Melach Hamashi Sinai? And Abiyak is assuming, I'm not sure why, Melach Hamashi Sinai can't be a sliding scale. And if the age is a dinashirim like Kazayas and Gebeah, a real shear, it never changes. And Mamela, if it's 13, we don't care if you can have a child at 8. And it shouldn't change. I was wondering, as I mentioned last week, why can't we say Loch Sinai is? The godless is whenever physically the Royal Lohelud. And if later Darius is 13, it's 13, then it was 8. Abiyakov doesn't assume that's a possibility. He will open the possibility to say, which we'll quote in the footnote in a moment, that Sami Shem hold that it's not Allah Sinai. It was a sheer and godless, and that is totally in physical maturity, and that's a sliding scale. But if it's Allah Sinai, it can't change. Similar to a din, Allah Sinai, that can't be Machlekes, which the Ramam says, then there are 100 kashas on the Ramam from all the Allah Sinai's we have Machlekes in, and 100 answers. Interesting sugya, but... He's assuming that it can't move around. And if that's true, look at 771 in the bottom, where he spells out, Kadisa b'shut harosh and shut maharil, shubachlal, shirim, chatzitzin, and mechitzin, lachmanisin, like Maran Ervin, that shirin, mechitzin, we know, but gerasik, gerachis, all the dinim by sukkah and by Ervin, Shirim, what's the word Shirim? Kazayas, you know, all the Shirim you eat. Kazayas, Kaseves, Agasa, Kebeya, that's a set Shir. Now, you're probably wondering, I can read your mind. I shouldn't claim that, that might be a Shaila. Uh, 
for us. So if you're, uh, you're probably all thinking, well, of all the things that have a set exact shear, Kazayas, we can't figure out, as we're sitting here, we have a wide machlekes how large a Kazayas is, but that doesn't mean the shear change. The shear is Kazayas, and we just don't know exactly which olive we're talking about. The ones at ShopRite, the ones at ShopRite 400 years ago, did they get smaller, did they get bigger? That's our problem. The shear didn't change. Shear Kabea is a Kabea, Kazayas is a Kazayas, we just don't know were the people bigger, were the Kazayas bigger, were the Kazayas smaller. That's a side issue which has a great effect on how much we eat. But the shear doesn't change. So if you assume that Bar Mitzvah and Bas Mitzvah is under shear, and the Rabbi Yaakov is then assuming that that can't change. Yes? When we're focusing on this quantitative, don't we see from the Misa with Rabbi Eliezer that there needed to be, you know, the lightning of his beard there to give him this prominence, to give To command authority, yes. So the difference is, as August a body, and it was very great, uh, what the Sanhedrin was then, at Yavne, and the respect of the Nasi and the Abbas and the Nasi was a little bit an heir to the throne. They were descendants from Mahz Beis David. It wasn't a king. And you don't garrison it automatically, and it doesn't just fall to you and you're it, and it doesn't command royalty, it was still royalty, direct royalty, with the police force and the private guard and the army that it goes with, and it was a different level of fear and respect. Rightfully so, because there's a din of murder, Malchus, there's a din of murder, also, but it wasn't the same level. So they were afraid that if he would, yeah, he would take him, he was a gadol, he was 18, and he was a chacham, and he had yichus, so he had alamaylas, but they were afraid that it wouldn't, wouldn't command the same respect. That's, that's the difference. And a melech, we can't, the Americans here, um, can't understand what it is. We, that's why you're asking the question, it's a good question, like, Kids eight years old. Why would I bow down to him? So when I say bow down, you don't bow down as a chavshashel of Azar, obviously Rahmal Islam. But it was a certain uh, av of the people, av and fear that they loved this and they understood it and they put him in the throne. Today we'd have editorials and bloggers saying he's eight years old. Let's get somebody else and who needs his family anymore and get rid of them. And this all started from the French Revolution. Had some very good milas in the world at large, but. Uh, to run a kingdom with a melech, lots of love. We're going to have to get used to this again. That you have Merimachus and you can't say anything. And, you can't. and uh, for good, because the melech HaMashiach is going to be at Tzadik Yisrael, but we're not used to it at the end of the day. Yes. Zaman Kriya Shema, speaking of Kabbalah's Omachu Shemayim, it always fits in, no matter when you say it. It's a sliding scale. So, uh, Rabbi Yaakov points out that there are the Shadarosh. Shainim seem to say that it's Bechlal Shirm. If you look, just let's finish up up top. Then they, there were those who gave birth at eight to able to follow children eight. That was an exception. So it's interesting. Rabbi Yankov is assuming that the Lachma Shisinai coin to these Rishonim won't change. And therefore, the standard fallback position must have been 12 and 13. And even though the Gemara mentions they gave birth at 8, that was only the exception. But even then, most of the Deris were able to follow the children only at 12 or 13. And otherwise, you can't fit in. Why would you have a Lachma Shisinai to change that? And it is dependent on a sheer of age, but the ability of other children, meaning the physical maturity. 
Rabbi Yaakov says those two components are still there. Right, the is we have a chazaka, chazaka the rava, kol higil, l'shanim megil, l'simanim. It's only a chazaka. So we don't give him parsha zacher. You know, that's a chumra also. We don't give him parsha zacher, and we're not quite sure. We just assume that's the case. Which means, if that were not the case, if missing the physical maturity, he would not be a gadol al pidin. You still need both. Ah, so then Darius Hashem, they had it at eight. The answer is maybe that was the exception, and Machamashizina didn't change for them, and the age is still the age. The other side, the other possibility here, look at 772. Talks about what age they could have had descendants. Clearly, the Ron holds it wasn't the exception, it was the rule. In the earlier generations, it was earlier. If that's true, then everybody was at a much younger age. So, the Lachem then was 8, 9, 7, and now it's 13, 12. How can Lachem Sinai change? Shanir me taste the pligal rush my real anal shabendid gimel who kahol hashiram sham lachmashinai. So Yaakov says the answer must be they hold it's not a clue lachmashinai, it's a different thing. It's not halachmashinai, halachmashinai is a different category. It's part of Tarish Malpeh. But the din is an age, a certain intellectual maturity, a physical maturity, at an age. And the age now is 12 and 13, and then it might have been 8, which is a big nafkamina, the Darius Hashem. When did they become bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah? The way Shimon Levia quoted in last week's parsha, it's only a remez and a smachta. Uh, the assumption is they're thirteen. And it calls a niche. So that's subject to this possible machlekes. Was that the age then? And then, as you asked last week, uh, if it would be pushed up now, and we notice that over the population, the physical maturity is fourteen, fifteen, according to some Bishanim, according to this theory, it might change, which would be very unique. I don't try to figure that out. We're not trying to figure it out. We assume it's 13. But that's Chazaka the Rova. That's, that's a Chazaka. If somebody were to do an exhaustive study, I don't know if they're doing it or there's a, there is such a change. If somebody's doing a study and they found out now it's um, 80% of the population, maybe 51%, uh, the, it's 13 and a half, 14, and there's no Chazaka the Rova anymore, we'd have to tell the caterer to wait. Uh, <laughs> All sorts of changes that, that would be a pretty big nafkamina. So I think, don't worry, I'm not changing it anytime soon, at least not in the next three weeks. Nothing to worry about. But I'm just based on your question. I don't know if you did stuff. You want to check around and see is there such a is there such a uh, a, a question mark over here that is changing? Does it have to be a study on just Jewish people? Some say for some shuv we discusses the anatomy and the. Might be different. So yeah, I would do the study. First do the study and for the general population. I don't know, is anybody even claiming such a thing? I'm not I'm just feeding off of what you were asking last week. And maybe you have uh, some knowledge that somebody's looking at this. But if it's true, then this might be a machine. That could be a big enough community. I'm not taking a risk because we have him get up to Davin, so he's being made to the Tibas at Dindra Bonham. For a regular Leah it's a Dindra Bonham. Pasha Zohar might be the race if we don't do it. For him to be made to see somebody in a din race already, um, if he was a Kayin in the base of Mikdash, and we wanted to put our brother and do Zerik Saddam, but my dad, we, I think the Pirchei Duna didn't get those jobs. Probably we didn't want to rely on Chazak or the Rava, and they had older, older, more mature people do it anyway, but pretty, pretty big enough comedians, yeah. How, how would Ruben have been there by the time, by the time I said Also, 
young. That's what I'm saying. So that's for sure that there were there are many young tzaddikim and Tanakh who were doing things that they were held accountable for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, Darius, the fact is, the Darius Trump were maturing earlier. The question is, was that the exception of the rule? Who? Which one? Well, he, he was the older ones, yeah, but the, the other examples. You uh, dare, but. Uh, he was tall. He stood. He stood in front of his mother at full height. Right? So, but again, that's not a kasha. The Gemara recognized that Darius Hashem, they were. They were more mature than younger. The question is, does this was it Lachmish Sinai? Does it affect it? Was that the exception? Was that the rule? That's the Shaila. Let's go to the Pelayets. Yeah. Shaul and David was very different. Shaul was from the wrong shaven, from Shaven Binyamin, and part of his Einish was he didn't have the clarity of it, and he was afraid he would lose it because he had this uneasy feeling he would lose it, and he was right. He was going to lose it. Because the he told him he was going to lose it. He tried to do tshuva on his midah of Anivas, of being Michael too much, and that was the tshuva samishkal. It was great, but it was too late. When he finally applied himself... In that regard, he was a big tzaddik. Um, it was too little, too late, and then Navi told him that Hashem made a shvua, and you can do tshuva, and you'll go to Olam Haba, which he did, but you're not going to make it, and this malucha is not going to stand. The Ramam of the Raivin, Hos Malachim, discussed what would have been had Shaul not made those mistakes. He still wouldn't have been the only king. Kingship goes, Loyos Hashem it's coming up. So the Raivin says he would have been vice premier, vice president, he would have been a senior member of the cabinet, that himself and his family and his children's descendants, they would have had a sorora of sorts, a big position, but it wouldn't have been king. That's the difference. Okay, let's go to page Kuf Ayin Hay. We were discussing Vatronus. The good part of Vatronus is being generous with your money and giving stock and doing chesed. And the top of Kuf Ayin Hay, the negative part of Vatronus is when you're generous with somebody else's money which means you're uh, given a budget, you don't stick to it, the boss sends you on errands and you overspend his money, and he uh, tells you to get uh, new supplies for the office and you buy the highest-ended paper instead of the staple, no-frills stuff, which is the same paper. I've bought it. <laughs> it's amazing. Paper, you can, you know, we use a lot of paper in the shul, as you notice. I buy for the shul, so I'm not overly generous. You can buy the high-ended Hammer mill, which sometimes is on sale, but you have to look at the pro- you're spending cheaper money. If it's the same stuff, you can't say, "Ah, oh, I don't buy, uh, I don't buy the no frills, no name, uh, generic brands." Uh, people sometimes quote the Enanias and Mashiras. That's a great flaw. You just got to know where to apply it. So when you buy paper, you don't say Enanias Mashiras. You only buy brand names. You ask the lady on the phone, "Do you have a Rolls Royce paper?" Says, sure, for you, sir. Anything. You pay double for the same product. So you got to be careful. You're spending somebody else's money. You don't do that unless now you'll say, "Where does Anthony Smokamashiro supply?" So I uh, happened to be standing by the sink yesterday, uh, looking at the uh, washing cups we have, or lack thereof. So they're very nice. Somebody bought the silver-plated ones, Anthony Smokamashiro. So I mentioned to somebody for the shul as we were coming in. I said, "Do me a favor. Next time you're out, can you pick up a few of the two-dollar ones that are made of plastic?" Because when you wash, it wouldn't be ma'ake for 
washing for tefillah, maybe, but it's certainly uh, zilzil. If you look at in any shul, you look at the silver-plated cups inside, they're often green with all sorts of interesting cultures growing in the inside. If the water is not potable, <laughs> it might be a shayla. has to be royal achila, or shtiya in this case. So there's always a blend of and shiras. So I, I said, yeah, they're very cheap plastic ties because at least nothing grows inside, not that quickly. So you have to spend money. There is an shiras. You should buy silver or silver plated, whatever you can afford, or gold, but it also has to work. And then you have to know if it's paper in a copy machine and the print comes out of what you're copying the same, you don't spend double because it has a brand name at the front. So Anna's Makamashiris is an interesting blend. You don't go cheap on the tzibur if the tzibur can afford it because there is a concept of looking nice and, and all the hush of the things we have, we didn't need um, gold, that's probably copper. But whatever it is, that, that looks nice. We spent more because it looks nice and you have a beautiful R and you have, that's Anna's Makamashiris. But then you got to know where it does make a difference where you save money. Uh, yes? So if a person is in a role for, let's say, for a... Uh, for a uh an organization that's uh, so the, dealing with vendor relations. So does it, is it always about whatever is the cheapest price or sometimes with vendor relations there's, there, there's like, okay, I'm comfortable with dealing with, with doing business. With that's fine because, because ultimately you save money. If you jump from vendor to vendor and you don't know what you're getting, we've had that experience. Sometimes you could buy Chinese and save some money, right? But... <laughs> doesn't always work. So we're trying to practice you know, saving the Tzibar money, but it, it, you got to know, it, it's trial and error. But yes, there is an advantage to having a relationship with somebody because ultimately, mm-hmm. even though you might spend a little more now, you also have to be chal, uh, be chas on your time, and there has to be this person taking care of it. If he's wasting more time looking around, then the Tzibar is not going to get what they need because the people in charge are knocked out because they're trying to save a few pennies. So that certainly applies. But you have to know, as mentioned, it's interesting, not, fancier isn't always better. That's my example from the washing cups, is you also have to have uh, something that works. Uh, if you're putting batteries in a machine, so Shragi has a right to buy no frills batteries. I don't know what you bought, but you don't have to buy ever already, assuming it's more expensive, because the fact that it looks better inside the machine, nobody really cares. So you have to know where to balance that. With that, the second paragraph, Midas Havadronis Babayas Richarabo. This is probably the most nagea. How to balance generosity and being frugal, both tremendous milers, in your house. And as he's going to describe, we're not going to do justice to it right now, it's a balance between saving money and teaching the children that you have to budget, and that's a big part of chinuch, which is often lost today, versus creating tension that's not necessary on every single purchase for every single penny. And that's an art, which you have to know who you're dealing with. You also have to first figure out what your budget is. Then you know what your parameters are. He waxes very poetic in this next paragraph. That's how important it is. You'll notice things are going to start rhyming. Kaliyetz uh, is known for his beautiful writing ability, besides everything else. This is uh, you know, the art of cutting a diamond and making a beautiful diamond, which you're doing in your house. And shalom is a key component. And being a little generous, a little bright, bright kite is important over here. 
And you'll prevent machlekes if you don't clamp down more than necessary. And if you buy gifts once in a while, it covers up a lot of mistakes. As in, even the Goyim, understand uh, Goyim. Uh, <laughs> once saw an ad, I think it was in a bus or something like with a big, somebody tried to sell roses. So it was like a big thing of roses and said apologize. That's already, a, for nowadays, a pretty decent ad with a good hashkafic sound basis. <laughs> well, yes, you could spend money and keeping shalom, making shalom. And giving matanas helps keep shalom, make shalom. And as we saw... I think I mentioned it again recently in the Mazel Shir. The Gemara Sahajan talks about this Ars of the Gada, which was a seat that was only there in the house that nobody sat on. It was an extra easy chair. For what purpose? An easy chair is good if you're sitting and enjoying yourself, but it was there just to be there. The answer is it was showing a little bit of rafchus, not too much. And it was a good simon because if you pinch pennies too much, that's not a school of Rashiris. So they had something in the house, one little piece of extra furniture just to show a little rafchus, and that's, again, a balance. If you'd ask the Chavaz Chaim how he's Mekayim that, he said, what do you mean? You see that board over there? That, that wasn't necessary. Chavaz Chaim, like, had no furniture and no chairs matched. And, but everybody the fee, Madre Gassoy, and a person who's too stingy, it's counterproductive. Rala Shemayim, Rala Bias, Rala Besa, Rala Atzmoy. And sometimes a person is so stingy, he doesn't even give himself what he needs. He's very hard on the issue. Apparently he was dealing with some people who had this problem. Again, some people have the opposite problem. They're spending much too much. They don't live within their means. That's a different sugya, an important one. There are people who travel. I think we all have this. Do you ever get thirsty when you're on the road, the long interstate highway? You stop at one of these rest stops. I had this on my last trip back from Maryland. Uh, I was thirsty. I said, why didn't I buy a bunch of ShopRite water bottles? I did. I ran out. Okay. And I was thirsty. So I stopped for gasoline, which is overpriced, but the car has to run. And then I went in to get... Uh, some drink, usually water. I don't drink much sugar, soda. And they charge four ninety nine for a bottle of water. It's highway robbery, literally and figuratively, and you sort of don't want to buy it. So for one second, I looked at the price, and I said, this is ridiculous. And I realized, I'm thirsty, and don't be ridiculous. It doesn't help. You don't spend four ninety nine on something you can get for 50 cents if you're thirsty the rest of the trip. So I bought it, which is uh, the correct decision. And... You can't, that's what the Pelia is saying, you can't be too, too stingy yourself either. That's highway robbery. Ashita said, we shouldn't give in to this. She should boycott all of them and they'll all close down. They answered, they won't close down because everybody is buying it anyway because they're thirsty. On that positive note, uh, <laughs>